Open this morning to Second Timothy chapter four and verse two. On Sunday mornings we are beginning to consider some of the godly virtues, the godly traits that make up a proven character, a character that is put to the test and found to be genuine, found to be approved by God. It's those virtues that we're going to be judged by before the judgment seat of Christ as God's children. And these traits or virtues, as we had in our introduction, can only be developed in believers, those that have learned to yield to the power of the Holy Spirit to transform us. God saves us by his grace as we are. There's nothing we can do to clean ourselves up, but we are washed by the blood of Jesus Christ. We are made complete in Christ. Everything we need to be accepted by our creator, we find in the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. But as he saves us, he's made us new. And now he wants us to enter into that newness. 
and he wants us to be changed and transformed. He didn't save us as we were to keep us as we were. He wants to make us into the very image of his son, Jesus Christ. And so as we examine ourselves in the light of these virtues that we're going to find in Scripture, we can see where we are in our walk with the Lord. Anyone can say, I love Jesus, and hopefully that is the case. But is our love for the Lord Jesus Christ changing us? Does it make a difference in our life? And so as we look at these different traits, we can kind of stand alongside and say, Have we allowed the Holy Spirit to develop these in us? The virtue, the trait of a godly character that we want to consider this morning is that of availability. And as we will find out as we continue, for this trait to be worked in us, that we truly are available to be used of God for his glory, it's going to take these three elements. We need to be present Our presence is necessary if we're going to be available. Our predisposition, that is, our inclination to do what God wants us to do before he ever calls upon us. Be available. Be ready. Be inclined. It doesn't matter what he asks me. I'm ready. And then the last one is to be prepared. When he calls, are you equipped? Have you been training? And so let's look at this trait as found in scripture. We'll begin in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 2. What does this virtue look like in a believer? Availability, to be available. Paul wrote to Timothy in 2 Timothy 4, 2. He said, preach the word, be ready in season, that is when it's convenient, and out of season, that is when it's not convenient, Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and teaching. The Greek word that's translated ready in this passage, it means to be present or to be at hand and therefore to be ready. Be ready. Be present. Be at hand. Now you might be tempted to, to say that, well, Paul was right into Timothy and Timothy was a preacher and so, you know, that exhortation belongs to him. And not and, and to preachers and to missionaries. No. We, as God's children, are called upon to be ambassadors for Christ. All of us. We are all responsible to be able to give an answer to those who ask us a reason for our faith. Why do you believe what you believe? And so we are all to be ready, to be at hand, to be present, to be able to give those answers. The, the three P's here that help us to remember this, what makes up availability, how we become available. Presence, to be present. First of all, that means to be present with the Lord. In other words, to, to be walking close enough to the Lord that you can recognize his voice when he does call upon you. That you will be available because you're there. You hear. You recognize his voice. That takes a close walk with the Lord. And then secondly, in ministering to others, it has to do with being present with God's people. We are one body, and we need to be present if we're going to be available to be used for the glory of God. Predisposition, the second one. Predisposed, inclined, willing 
to do the will of God. It doesn't matter what he asks. I'm ready. I'm willing. I want to know the will of God. I want to be used of God. And sometimes that's easy to say until God tells you what he needs you to do. (laughs) Oh, I didn't know it entailed that. No, whatever you call me to do, I'm willing. Preparedness, be equipped, involves training. Before the need ever arises, you need to be prepared if you're going to truly be available to be used by God. Timothy was available when Paul needed him. He was with Paul, ministering to him. He was the only one, as we read last week in Philippians 2, we won't read that again, but in Philippians 2, 19 to 23, Paul says there's no one like-minded other than Timothy that I can send to, to minister to you and to check on your, your spiritual condition. But Timothy was ready. He was faithful to be with Paul when Paul needed him. Timothy was willing to go if, well, Paul, if you want me to go check on him, I'll do that. That's the will of God. That's what what I'll do. And then he was also prepared. He had been learning sound doctrine from the Apostle Paul, both from Paul's teaching and from Paul's life. And so he had been equipped, and so he was ready. He was available to go minister to the Philippians. Romans chapter 1. Paul was available to do the will of God. He was characterized by this virtue. He says in Romans 1, 13 to 17, Now I do not want you to be unaware, brethren, that I often planned to come to you, but was hindered until now, that I might have some fruit among you also, just as among the other Gentiles. I am a debtor, both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to wise and to unwise. So as much as in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you who are in Rome also. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. That was the message that he was ready to preach. Now the word ready in this verse, in verse 15, is a translation of a Greek word that means to be predisposed. It means to be willing. So Paul was willing to go. It didn't matter what culture, slave, rich, poor, Greek, Jew. He was willing to minister to this message of justification by faith and faith alone in Jesus Christ. He was willing to go wherever the Lord sent him. Stop and think about that for a minute. What does that mean to you? Are you truly willing to be used of God? Are you available to be used of God? There were times when it wasn't the will of God for Paul to go to certain places. We read in the book of Acts, but he was willing to go. He wanted to go if it was the will of God. Second Corinthians, Second Corinthians 12, verses 14 to 15. Now for the third time, I am ready. Now this Greek word means to be prepared. I am ready to come to you. His bags were packed. He knew the message that the Holy Spirit wanted to give them. He was prepared to go. And I will not be burdensome to you, for I do not seek yours, but you. For the children ought not to lay up for the parents, but the parents for the children. 
And I will very gladly, that is with great pleasure, there's the predisposition, spend, that is to incur expense or cost, and be spent, that is to fully expend himself for your souls, for the benefit of your spiritual life. Though the more abundantly I love you, the less I am loved. That was Paul's experience sometimes in being ready and available to do the will of God. Not everybody appreciated what God had Paul to do, but God did. God approved. This is the proven character that we're talking about. Approved by who? Not by the world, not by many Christians, but by God. And that's the one that we live to please. Now let's begin to ask ourselves if we are characterized by availability to do the will of God and to serve others. And again, if we don't allow the Holy Spirit to examine ourselves in, in, when we study the Bible like this, then it's just pointless. But there's a reason why we're here. And the reason, the reason that the Holy Spirit wants you to hear these things because he wants to do this work in you. He wants to do it in me. And so may we look at these these three different elements of availability. First of all, presence, closeness. It means to be there, just to be there. In reference to ministering to God's people, to be with God's people. It's essential that we are present to know the needs that there are among God's people. We need to be able to walk with the Lord and be close to him to hear when he directs us to minister in a certain way to certain ones. Hebrews 10, we're most familiar with this. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. It's not something that I as a pastor just harp on because I want a full church. This is the will of God for his people. If we're going to be available, we need to simply be present. And let us consider one another. Well, you can't do that if you're not at hand, if you're not present. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much more as you see the day approaching. There are so many reasons why faithful attendance in a local assembly is beneficial to God's people. There's a lot of reasons why. But one of them is just to be available, to be present, to know what the needs are. It's so, just as as some were coming in this morning, uh, it just thrills my heart when God's people are present for a number of reasons. Number one, they acknowledge that God's worthy of our time. And it's just a time we set aside to acknowledge him and to praise him. But then also, your presence encourages others, encourages me, just being present. And we're not talking about a legalistic mentality. We're not handing out stars, gold stars for perfect attendance. That's not what we're talking about. But it is that desire to be available, to minister to God's people, to encourage one another in our walk with the Lord. And it just... There are those that you can count on in this assembly because you know they're there. It doesn't mean that they don't ever miss or they don't. We're not talking about not taking vacations or other things that that God allows us and orders us to do. 
We're not talking about those things, but we're just talking about that mentality. I want to be with God's people. I want to hear God's word. I want to encourage and be encouraged. 1 Corinthians 12, verses 25 to 27, the Apostle Paul tells us we're members of, of the body of Christ, and, and we are to have the same care for one another. Well, if you're going to care for somebody, you need to be there. You need to be available. In the natural, you may have a job that doesn't necessarily require you to be busy every moment of the day. For example, a firefighter, a fireman isn't fighting fires every day, every minute, every hour of his shift. But I'm glad to know they're there if I need them. They're present, they're available. And that's the way it is in our service and ministry to, to one another. Just know so comforting to know that in any moment when I have a need, I can call certain ones because they're going to be available to pray, to call upon the Lord. Beyond that physical presence of being with God's people, we, we need to be close at hand in our walk with the Lord. We need to be able to recognize his voice. I'm just going to give you a few examples. We won't turn to those, but in Luke chapter 2, Verses 36 to 38, do you remember the prophetess Anna? That when Jesus, the baby Jesus, was dedicated in the temple, she was there. And the reason she was there, because that was her practice. She was there always praying. In verse 38 there, if you you want to note, it says, And coming, in that instance, she gave thanks to the Lord. She saw the baby Jesus. And the Holy Spirit made it clear after uh, Simeon's declared, this is, my eyes have seen the salvation of the Lord. What was he looking at? He was looking at the person of Jesus. And because she was there, the word coming in verse 38, it's an interesting translation because it literally means to be at hand. It means to be present. It means to be ready. Day in and day out, all of her life, she was uh, an old lady at this point, but she had been coming to the temple day after day, year after year. But because she was there, she was able to see the Lord Jesus, the Savior. And then it says that she went and told everybody about the good news because Anna was present. She was able to minister. She was present with the Lord and knowing his voice to recognize the Savior. And she was present in the temple to tell others This is the Savior. She was faithful to praise and to worship. Elijah, the prophet, he tried to hide himself physically for a while. That's true. But he still was close enough to the Lord that when that still small voice called him, he could recognize it. That's how present he was with the Lord. Do we have that kind of presence in our walk with the Lord? What about predisposition, willingness? inclination. I want to do the will of God. I'm ready to do the will of God. However, whenever necessary, whatever he chooses, we've been studying on Wednesday night in Genesis. Again, we won't turn here, but in Genesis 22 and verses 1 through 14, if you want a note to read again, refresh your memory. When God tested Abraham, he said, Abraham, And what did Abraham say? Here am I. He was available. He was present. But beyond that, 
he was also willing to do whatever God asked him to do. And what did God ask him to do? Sacrifice your son. Well, I'm not ready to do that. But he was, wasn't he? Because he was close enough to the Lord, he was at hand, he heard the voice and recognized the voice of the Lord, believed him, and later on, Abraham called that place Jehovah Jireh. The Lord will provide. The Lord sees and he provides. That's how you can be willing unconditionally to do the will of God. You know he's going to supply whatever you need. When you know that, like Abraham, when he calls you to do what seems to be impossible, you can say, here am I. I'm present and I'm willing because I know you'll provide what I need. Moses, he complained about his weaknesses and his limitations and his inability. If you want to jot down those passages where Moses made excuses why he couldn't lead the people, the children of Israel out of Egypt... I just can't do it. I can't speak plain. I, I stutter. I, I, I can't do it. What did God tell him? Moses, I'll be with you. I'll provide everything that you need. I will be with you. That's all you need to know. Whatever he calls you to do, he's going to be there to see to it that you have everything that you need. So that's why you can, before he ever says anything, whatever it is, Lord, I'm willing. Second Corinthians 3, 4 to 6. We'll read this passage, 2 Corinthians 3, 4 to 6. This is the promise that we have. And we have such trust through Christ toward God. So see, your trust is not in you. It's not in your abilities. I want you to stop and think about that. The, the Lord's maybe leading some of you to do certain things, and your temptation is to say, well, I, I'm, I, I can't. I can't do it. Well, you can't, but the Christ in you can. You just need to say, Lord, whatever you need. I'm there. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God, who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit, for the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. That's true of the apostle Paul, and it's true of you. He'll be your sufficiency. Stop trusting in yourself. And again, this is how you can come to this predisposition. Lord, whatever you want, doesn't matter. I know you'll be everything I need. The prophet Isaiah, you can jot this down to read later. But Isaiah found himself in the holy presence of God before his throne. He fell down and he said, I, I'm, yes, I'm unclean. I'm of a people that are unclean. I can't. Stand to be in the presence of a holy God because it will consume me. I'm so unclean. But God took a coal from the altar of sacrifice. From that altar, from that sacrifice. And he cleansed his lips. And then what did God say? Hmm, whom shall I send? I have something that needs to be done. Then what did Isaiah say? Here am I. I'm present. I'm willing. Isaiah's ministry to a rebellious people, <laughs> it was a tough one. But he said, here am I, send me. That's predisposition. The last one is to be prepared, equipped, ready before the need arises. We can go back to our example of the firemen who are not fighting fires all day, but neither are they just sleeping on their beds all day. They're just 
not hanging around doing nothing while they wait for a fire. What are they doing constantly? Training. Making sure all the equipment is ready to go when it's ready to go. Before they're ever called upon, they're getting ready to be available and to do what needs to be done. How do we prepare to do the will of God before he calls upon us to do something? 2 Timothy 3. This is something we must do. Being a Christian is not just coming to church on Sundays. We need to constantly be preparing to do the will of God when he calls upon us. He may call upon you to witness to your neighbor across, across the fence. And for some of us, we know personalities where some of us are very shy and Oh, I, I know I, I can't do that. I, you know, I'm glad, I'm glad I'm saved. I'm glad I'm known, going to heaven, and I want other people to go too. But I just can't explain it like Brother Doug explains it. If he's tugging on your heart to witness to your coworker, to your friend, you need to be equipped to respond to that. But you must continue. Second Timothy three fourteen. But you must continue ongoing. In the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All Scripture, the Bible, is given by inspiration of God. It's God's Word. It's proven itself to be God's Word, to be reliable. And it is profitable for doctrine, for teaching. For reproof, the word of God has the right to tell you when you've done something wrong. For correction, the word of God has the authority to make the adjustments in your life. To tell you how to do it right. For instruction in righteousness, it can train you before you ever make the mistake. You can know what's right in the sight of God by knowing and obeying the scriptures. Verse 17, why? That a man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. That's how you become available to do the will of God and to be successful in doing the will of God. Study. Know what the will of God is before the need ever arises, either in your life through a trial or through the lives of someone else. Before that ever comes up, hide the word of God in your heart and be ready. To let the Holy Spirit bring those reserves up from your heart to minister to those who have a need. Be ready. Be available to do the will of God. And this equipping is not just for preachers. It's not just for missionaries or full-time public ministry. We are all called to serve and to do the will of God in many different ways. There are things that God calls you and gives you opportunity to do, to minister, that I never have. In my public ministries, there are things that God can use me to do in the lives of people. There are other things that only you can be used to minister to God's people, to the lost. So don't ever shrug off that responsibility, but make it a point to say, Lord, I want to be available to do the will of God. Whatever he calls upon us to do. Ephesians 4, verses 11 to 16 This makes it pretty clear that every member of the body of Christ, every Christian, has the responsibility to make themselves available to do the will of God. Ephesians 4.11 And he gave 
some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. Yes, those are the public ministries that are exercised in the local assembly. Jesus gave those for the good and the profit of the, of the body. But notice verse 12. He gave those gifts for the equipping of the saints. All the saints. For the work of the ministry. You have a ministry. It's not the same as mine. In fact, it's not the same as the one next to you. Equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. How long do we have to do that? Till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. Well, we're not there yet, are we? To a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. He's changing us. That we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. There's a lot of that going on today in the churches. But speaking the truth in love. Know the truth. Speak it in love for the benefit of those that hear. May grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies. According to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Sounds to me like we all have a part here, don't we? We are all to be available to let the Holy Spirit work this virtue in us. I've given my testimony many times concerning when the Lord called me to the mission field. and My intent was just to, to help Brother Virgil in the, the material aspects of the, of the work and to help with buildings and things like that. I had a background, background in construction and I was, that was my point. Lord, whatever, I, I'm willing to go. But then I was asked to teach in the Bible school and oh, oh no, 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 I can't do that. I was pretty young. I can't. And, and some of them, they were 70, 70 years old. Some that had been pastors a long time, they were actually sitting in the class. I, I can't teach them. But what I found out is all those years I'd grown up in church, going Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday, often when I didn't want to and my parents made me go anyway. Little by little, I was training and being prepared to teach the Word of God. Wasn't my intent. It wasn't my plan. Oh, well, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a preacher. I'm going to be a missionary. I was surprised as anyone else when the Lord called me. But he had been preparing me all that time because I had been taking in the word of God. It's being equipped. I then became available because I had prepared. Because I had been equipped. You can jump 2 Timothy 2.19 to 26. We won't read it there, but. He can make you a useful vessel. Are you willing? Are you present? Are you at hand? Are you predisposed? Lord, it, it doesn't matter how, how you use me. I just want to be used. And then are you being equipped? Before he calls you, are you studying the word of God? Are you hiding it in your heart? Let's bow our heads for just a moment. Heavenly Father, Lord, we take time this morning to ask that the Holy Spirit would speak to hearts. Lord, I honestly do not know what you're speaking to hearts this morning. You know each heart. These are your children. We've read your word. Now I pray that the Holy Spirit would challenge us to be all that Christ died to make us. What a privilege for us as these vessels of clay, so fragile, 
What a privilege to have this treasure of the gospel of Jesus Christ placed in us. The very life of Christ. Lord, I pray that you would cleanse us. That you would prepare us. That you would give us that heart to desire to be used of you. And that each one, as you speak to them by your spirit, that they would leave this place and apply these truths to what you're calling them to. And we thank you for your faithfulness and your goodness to give us the opportunity to do your will till Jesus comes. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.